0: On this week's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we go all over the map. We do 450 off-road bikes. We talk about adventure bikes. And important to everybody, because your bike needs fuel, Chris Reel comes on and tells us about the new E15 gas that you should expect to, uh, well, for lack of a better term, boil. Now here's the show. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is the uh, show live from Perump. Valley of the Dirt people, where we do this every Tuesday night, mm-hmm. almost every Tuesday night, and start everyone's
1: ears. We just blew out. <laughs> Why did we do that? This the software sometimes. Oh, you're drinking
0: a beer, Matt. Yeah,
1: yeah. First time I had one. Uh,
0: and well, and you started trophy. off with the you started off with the bang by blowing everybody's ears out. Are we are we normalized now? Are we figured it out. Should it's I, good now. Should I put my headphones on? So whoa. well, blew well. I mean, we don't mouth. have anyone in the Zoom call. We did have a,
1: a listener joined the zoom call and I gave them a rundown what it, what, what the hot seat hotline is. Uh, And then they hopped off the zoom call. But if you you have any questions that you want to ask live, feel free to hop on the uh, zoom call in the description. So you, you, you scared them away. Well, I just gave them a rundown. It's like, Hey, you don't have to be in the zoom call to watch the show, but if you want to ask questions live, you can feel free to just oh maybe the zoom call and then. So maybe they
0: thought, Oh yeah, Mark, hold on. It's tech talk, taco Tuesday and tequila. I'll get into this a little bit later. But uh, good to see you. Um, so I was blowing everybody's voices out, or ears out, and I Only was saying... For the first time. Yeah, I was saying uh, that we have a banger of a show, like we always do, because this is the best show that you can ever find about motorcycles and motorcycle-related products. Mm-hmm. We answer 9 out of 10 questions on this show live without referring to a reference manual, and we give you good honest advice by people who live this life. Yeah. So I am, yeah, I can help you because I have lots of experience with motorcycles and motorcycle related products Uh and a few other things. Uh, You know, but you know, we stay away from uh, the, you know, the usual stuff. I'm kind of confused because everybody's been lately sending me, a lot of Hoosabergs uh, for sale, like uh, ones that have never been ridden, collectors' items still in the crate uh, to, to to basket cases like that. I've got enough, okay. I don't don't need any more. And Dave Donnelly's in the chat, and Dave actually tracked me down. I don't, I don't know. I think he stalks me. He found me in a uh, the Home Depot parking lot, and he was like, "When you coming over to?" pick up that (laughs) hooseberg so uh and i i don't know if the price went down between the first time he told me he was selling it to me and the second time he told me to come pick it up but uh, yeah so uh good to see everybody all of our locals in the chat our chat is usually pretty active if you're listening to this on a podcast format when we do this show live um you can ask your questions in the chat or if you're the hard thing was that the podcast, you're probably driving or doing something and you don't have time to do it. And then you have this question I, sh- I should ask. Well, just schedule a little time on Tuesday night or go to the latest episode on either YouTube or Facebook. YouTube's better because it, it aggregates the comments a little bit better. It's easier you, to grab. YouTube is easier easier on the back end than
1: Facebook, uh, yeah. for sure. Actually, I, I'm a little – I'm kind of
0: underwhelmed with Facebook's back end. Right. For their, uh, or the business backend. Right. It, it's so confusing. It used to be easy when you didn't have all that business stuff. I don't even, I hardly even don't even do it anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. They, they've updated it and it's with each update, it's got, the interface has gotten worse and worse and
0: worse. Yeah. So it's hard. So what he's saying is it's hard for us to track down the question sometimes on mm-hmm. Facebooks. And uh, then, I, we have a bot that just automates responses for us. Oh,
1: is it any good? No, no. It just says, thanks for contacting me. We'll reach back out to you. So if we haven't heard, if you haven't heard back from us, it's because Facebook sent you that little message and we never saw the notification that you sent us a message. Okay. Go to YouTube. I, yeah. I, Cause YouTube, YouTube
0: or email Matt at Jimmy Lewis Yeah. emails Matt at Jimmy Lewis offroad.com. Uh, Jimmy at dirt bike test. Uh, we can get your questions answered. And that's courtesy of a lot of sponsors that we have on this show. Um, it wouldn't be possible without the help of, Our very first sponsor, DDC, Delaney Drive Components, uh, makers of really awesome chain wheels. Of course, I've been helped personally and for this show by uh, Trail Tech, Fast Company, and, of course, Climb. Um, I was wearing a very comfortable Climb negative 1.0 Aggressor shirt. Mm -hmm. And what's uh, really cool about that is – Cool. It's like it has some cooling stuff in it. I don't know what it is, but I bought it on accident. I got it on accident. I thought I was getting a 1.0, and I got a negative 1.0 because I like the color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was too cold to wear it. But I was doing this weird thing where I was wearing it because it's super comfortable. I was wearing it underneath my 1.0, so I was doing a negative 1.0, then a 1.0. And I swear the wicking ability of that thing is way better. So anyways, climb. Uh, Scott Sports Taco Moto, they're bringing you Rooster Endo do we have
1: Rooster Endos yes we do we, thank you to everyone on Facebook they uh, we they fe- got all of our Rooster Endos within the last
0: 30 minutes okay so Rooster Endo that's where we you send us your bike picture your bike tell us a little bit about it and we discuss it mm-hmm. discuss it and the favorite the one that gives us the most enjoyment I always like to say gets a $100 gift certificate from Taco Moto. there is Seat Concepts they make really awesome seats. There's one right here. I'm almost sitting on it. Bulletproof designs and double-take mirrors. Uh, I used double-take mirror to do an awesome job um, shaving my head today. Yeah, that's not oh. what most people use them for, but I, I did that. And then uh, bulletproof designs. I was working on a bike the other day that took a really big hit to from just falling over on a rock. And I saw the dent that it put in the bulletproof design uh radiator guard, but mm-hmm. the radiator was still perfectly straight. So good. So those that saved that saved that person $250. Yeah. Yeah. So um and, and, and it's make, pretty easy to mount too. They're so easy to mount. Make sure that you get your bulletproof designs radiator guards when your bike is brand new, right, Brenda? <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is something that you get. Before you crash. Yeah, it's definitely not saying that you're ever going to crash. I wouldn't wouldn't say that, but it's just they fit so much nicer on a brand new thing. Why um, is everybody a Facebook user? Or it's just maybe how they're logged in or something? It could be
1: which channel they're watching through. This is something oh, I... Right. Uh, I'm just this is just a theory. I haven't put any time to investigate this, but I'm pretty sure that's if they're watching from one of the Facebook groups
0: who Got broadcast to. Okay, so Facebook user says over armor or under. And uh the over looks like the uh the like the little dots over the O. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing it might come from uh, another country. But uh that's a that's a good question. I mean, it's kind of a personal preference. I tend to wear I'm a big fan of under. Yeah. I wear chest protectors over. Um, I always did wear them over, but now they've gotten a lot more comfortable. And with some of the technical undergarments, you can wear like, like a climb negative 1.0, you can mm-hmm. wear that under and then a chest protector on top of it. And you don't get the kind of the chafing that you normally would. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get the kind of the hot spots that the, where the, sometimes the padding um, will kind of mess stuff up. So yeah. Yeah, I I've I've I used to be over all the time and then I kind of went uh, a little bit more to under. I mean, uh of course knee pads are always under the under the pant. Mm-hmm. Except for new new people like to put them on the outside. Uh yeah, they will put them on the outside on their jeans. Yeah, outside of their jeans. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that yet. But um why that's a thing maybe because they don't fit inside their jeans, but you know, riding yeah. pants are designed to have your knee cups or knee braces under. So that's under. Um yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That, that'll, that that'll answer your, answer your question. Um, and then good morning if you're in the future, meaning if you're one of our listeners from Australia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: good morning. Uh It's, Thanks I think it's the
1: support. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, and, or is it, or is it tomorrow at this time? I don't know. Yeah. And Jesse, it was good seeing you too. I was uh yeah. So we went to the Takamoto open house. We went to the Takamoto open house uh, in Vegas. Uh, Taco Mike got a key to the city and cut the blue ribbon had the uh, city councilman there. Um, Seemed like a... It was it was a good time. Talked to a lot of different... A lot of different people. Um, if mm-hmm. half the people that said they were going to come out and go to my riding school... Uh, come to my riding school, I'll be in good shape. So... Um, I've been watching on YouTube on the big screen, Facebook on the iPad for the chat. Okay, good. Bumping our ratings there. Mark. That's a
1: two for one special right there right. on that's, the, on the viewership. That's good. Hey, okay. We got a good question here. Okay. What is it? So from Facebook user, sorry, it doesn't say your name. Hey guys, I'm upgrading to a 44 millimeter throttle body on my 22, 500 EXC, but found different, but found a different number for the 2023 KTM SXF throttle body. Uh, Puts the number in the chat versus the 2022 and older KTMS XF throttle body is a different number. Uh they're both forty-four millimeter, but not sure if the different of the
0: difference besides the 2023 is much better priced. My question is, why are you doing this? <laughs> what are you what are you trying to achieve? Uh but yeah, I don't I don't know. I haven't taken one of those apart. That's uh that's something that um Taco Mike would probably be a little bit more Inclined scroll down so I can look at the part numbers again and see if there's anything that could it be, uh, where like the, the throttle um, cable attaches to the no, to the generally, okay. So, generally, um, <laughs> the he put in the chat more power, baby, <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, oh, so he also put in something else here, um.
0: Let me throw this in as well. Also right, so aspect- so they change they, they 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 oftentimes they change the locations, and that's why I was looking at the at the at the first part number, and sometimes and it's like I said the twenty three with that the the A four hundred six. Sometimes when it's a, when it's a brand new, it's on the early motocross bikes. If they adapt that over to the other models and stuff. It, it will, it'll change part numbers. They'll supersede mm-hmm. the part number. Cause it was like a small, it was like a small order of those. And then it, it goes, but so I, the, for more power, um, where, where I'm, I'm wondering, I'm just kind of wondering like where you're lacking power. So, so you're wide open, right? Mm-hmm. And I always, I always have to ask this. So you're already wide open, you're at peak RPM and the bike's not making enough power. At that point, and if if you are putting if you have supermoto wheels and stuff on it, then I can kind of understand. But I've yet to find someone that that claims that they that they want more power that would require a bigger throttle body. And in and, and I'm being dead serious that the that it was bad. It
1: was not the security stuff was on. Ow. Yeah. Well, there we go.
0: Good. I had to take my headset off for that one. Matt. i had to take mine off too. Yeah. So so back to the throttle body. Um, when when you're literally uh yeah, I mean, you have to be like like wide, wide open for that small difference in throttle body size to really make a big difference. And a lot of times you're gonna compromise probably where you're actually riding the motorcycle. So um yeah. It, See, um, so somebody like the, 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 this the, what do they call them when they go into the troll? Yeah. <laughs> how, how did they get straight in? They
1: didn't get straight in. How did you, so you let them in? No, I had, I thought they, they shouldn't have had the ability to unmute themselves. Oh. So some security thing was not in place that was supposed to be in place. So
0: Oh, so the minute you, you let them in. They were unmuted. Yeah, yeah. And then they go They were supposed to be muted. We're gonna have to tighten this up, Matt. This is like this is like riding a motorcycle without brakes, and I don't like doing that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? We only said strippers was supposed to make this show better.
0: <laughs> so
1: let's let's try that audio. Oh
0: no. Uh, why, b- why would you ben, Benjamin? <laughs> why did you <laughs> Why you watch an adult video? What was what was it? I didn't hear what the noise. I took the headphones down. Was it, it? it was blowing out audio of like some moan. Okay, it was, it, it was just it sounded like though. it sounded like kids screaming. It sounded like someone. Yeah. It sounded like someone kicked a baby in the nuts. Yeah, not yeah. that I would be familiar with what that sounds like, uh, but, anyways, I I Rich, I do know something about how Trevor's bike was set up for the uh, Legacy race. Horribly, horribly set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it didn't finish, and. He had tire problems that were, um, induced largely by a bad choice in gearing, but also there could be a tire um, production problem and just, man, (laughs) the, the, uh, the, the time and effort spent to, uh, fill valiantly, I -hmm. guess, um, but, yeah, I, he needs to uh, do a little bit better. I mean, Trevor doesn't build his own motors. He he had somebody else do it, and evidently something was done wrong in the modifying thing. So back to what Jimmy riddles all the time, if they would have just left that motor completely stock, mm-hmm. they probably would have won because I'm 99% sure that that bike would go fast enough. I mean put a, put a pipe on it maybe do some fuel tuning but that bike would go plenty fast like that to to win and they would have had less tire problems which slowed them down more than a lot of the other stuff and then the bike they decided to retire the bike before they grenaded it which is smart <laughs> cuz I don't think they have the budget to fix it so okay uh, I don't know exactly what the motor had in it, but I think it did have an R cam and our head in it. It, and Trevor said it was whatever was done to, it was really expensive. <laughs> so, and I, I think I'm guessing, and I don't think he's taken it apart yet, but I'm guessing that uh, by slowing down, it probably is, is, it had some bad stuff, catastrophic stuff <laughs> going wrong with it. So it's, Probably very expensive anyway. So can we have any other questions
1: there, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Asher is in the in the chat here, in the Zoom chat here. So uh, Asher, we'll just bring you on with uh, with audio for now. So feel free to, uh, I'm going to unmute
0: you here. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday's main sponsor is Yamaha. Yamaha makers of the YZ, YZFX and WR lines for off-road. And of course the Tenere 700 is uh my current favorite adventure bike and the one thing that if you start watching and watching all the videos that trevor's putting up on this 450 uh comparison the power tuner app which works on the fx and the yz and then now i have a competition ecu in the wr man that's game changing uh it It allows so much more tuning, and a lot of other manufacturers, they have ability to do change little maps, but no way, not even close to the level you can do with the PowerTune app. It's free. It's on your phone, and you can request maps from people like me sometimes, and there's lots of maps that Yamaha provides, and if you just play with it, you can learn so much about how to make your (laughs) – YZ, FX, or WR that's been modified for co- close course competition use work way better. So,
1: Asher's in the chat. Yeah, so uh, Asher, feel free to ask your question. Now you should be good to go.
0: I can't hear him. You got him muted? No, he's unmuted. He's unmuted. But One he's second. he's silent. He's he hiding. Be,
1: yeah, he should be good to go. Is, uh, he, is Asher he, is your is your mic set up? Because it says you're unmuted.
0: We can't hear him. Hello,
1: I guess. Oh, there we
2: go. go. Oh, hello. Uh, So I guess my question is about um, clutch levers. So I ride a DRZ, and kind of stupidly, I use it to like do trialsy stuff and really technical stuff with like. No, that's
0: that's not that's not stupid. That's a great way to practice.
2: Yeah. So fun fun riding. Um, I guess what was I gonna say? Uh, So I've kind of noticed the clutch is a little heavy for doing like kind of blips to get over big logs or kind of to load the flywheel and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I've been looking at how to lighten it and there's like a Magura hydraulic clutch quit. Well, what started this idea was I rode a buddy of mine's uh, KTM 500 and the hydraulic clutch kind of ruined everything for me with how light it was. Um, So I've been looking at how to lighten my clutch pole And I've kind of narrowed it down to like an ASV clutch, which has a bearing, which should lighten it. Or Magura has like a hydraulic clutch adapter kit. So I was wondering what's a better option. So, So
0: I've used the Magura hydraulic
2: clutch kit
0: on a number of different bikes and maybe even a DRZ quite a long time ago, back when they were newer. And it kind of depended on the bike, whether it actually lightened up or stiffened actually the pull, So with without, you know, having like remembering exactly, um you could probably go on some on some forums or something that they're DRZ sp- specific and somebody might may have done and they can say whether it got lighter or heavier. Um I I don't like I said I wish I could remember cuz then I could tell you but I I know on some bikes it actually got a little bit a little bit stiffer. So there's there's a couple things like you talk about the ASV lever has the bearing but sometimes on the ASVs and a couple other levers they actually change where the pivot point is on the on the you know so where the so where it's pulling on the cable and where it begins to pull and where it ends up pulling because a lot of times if you if you actually change the adjustment on the clutch you know and it starts pulling at a different point it'll get a little bit lighter i don't know if you've tried this just with the just with the adjustment
2: um yeah i've adjusted my clutch but i've even changed out the clutch cable and it's still pretty heavy it the stock seems system, heavy yeah the stock system's pretty i mean i've oiled the pivot but it's it's just raw metal on metal so yeah i don't know that i don't remember that
0: i don't this is the strange things i don't remember the drz clutch being that that heavy but then again then again i was never you know doing trials riding on him i was just kind of you know trail riding or dual sport and we did gnarly trails on them, and I don't remember it being that that difficult. And so I I don't think it's like any of the I don't think it's the the clutch pivot or the cable. You know, if you take the cable and just have it free and it moves free, or the clutch pivot, you know, moves freely, those aren't going to cause it. Do you, do you know that
2: if the springs are stock? Um, I'm like ninety percent sure the springs are stock.
0: Yeah. So, because I've also seen people that, especially when they build up the DRZs, they put heavier clutch springs in there mm-hmm. because they they tend to slip. And the one thing I was going to say is if you can get lighter clutch springs, that could help. But I know that the DRZ is prone to to clutch slipping under high low high power loads, which is it's supposed to do that. It's to it's to help the durability of the transmission. And uh, and uh, someone on the chat just said that Moose makes a nice easy pull lever and perch for not a bad price. So I I would I would poke around and look at some of the some of the more simple options like I said the levers and I don't I know what like uh when ASV was when it was the the guy who did all the R&D and I'm trying to think of his name. He was a, he was a he was so into clutch levers and he's building all these CNC machine ones and he would move the pivot points just ever so slightly and it made a huge huge difference um so and there, I remember there used to be a thing that would actually go in line in the cable as well it you know it had a little shorty cable that would come out of your lever and go into this box that kind of altered the pivot and so there was a there was a thing like thing like that as well but the f- the first thing i would try is actually loosen up your clutch adjustment so it's like I would call it a little more slacky than what you're used to. So there's, there's a lot of free play and see if just by having the lever kind of angled in a little bit more, if that lightens up the pull. and if, and if that does, it may be as simple as just, you know, kind of playing around with some of this stuff.
2: Okay. Well, I have, I've been playing a lot with the adjustment and because of also having a problem, like when I set up for like a log or a rock, um, like I'm static balancing and then holding with one finger. But right. the problem is when I pull in with one finger, the clutch will um, like compress. And it touches, well, your,
0: touches your other fingers.
2: Yeah. And then like my engine is loading and then right as I like try to hit it, I'll either stall and then like fall over the handlebars or I'll have to like hold with all my fingers. And right. then it's hard to control the handlebar with that one hand. So that's where it's like, how do I. and and, and you And you're pretty sure
0: that you're pretty sure that you're, your clutch plates are all in really good shape um i haven't checked Um, that would that be a problem because so 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 if if clutch baskets wear, um so where the where the where the the drive plates in you know kind of reach out of the basket or where the inner plates kind of run on the on the drive hub um if those are if that's kind of worn and they're grooved it it won't allow them to move. But the most common things is sometimes is, is just when they, when they've gotten really hot, they, they tend to warp a little bit and then it takes a longer disengagement of the clutch to actually get it to disengage. Cause they're kind of, they're kind of still, you know, by being a little bit warped. So it's, it's funny, you know, that it, it's just, and, you're going down the right path. I mean, wanting to make it, you know, wanting to make it lighter, but I would, I would, before I would spend a lot of money on, on a, on a certain part, I would make sure that everything in line. And like you said, you've you've lubed the cable. That's good. The pivot, that's good. And it's not that hard to get in that clutch cover and, and pop those plates out and just look for any grooves on the basket or grooves on the inner ring. And then check the flatness of the, of the plates, especially the steel plates. And I, I don't remember, if that is all steel, or there might be some aluminum ones in there also, um, sometimes going to all steel plates um, can help also.
2: Okay. I'm thinking it could be the clutch because my bike does have like 11,000 miles on it. So I definitely haven't checked the clutch before. So I should get yeah. into there. And it's, it's
0: super easy to do. That clutch cover pulls pull, pulls right off and you just, it's four or five or six. um bolts and it just comes apart and then you can kind of inspect it and if 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 you're if your steel plates are you know blue or black <laughs> if they're nice and silver you're in good shape if they're blue or black it probably got hot and then i would really start looking into the to the flatness and and just getting a getting a you know good replacement clutch you know or just new stock one or there's so, you know i've had really good luck with some of the aftermarket ones actually from um i put a couple of the tusk clutches in my ktm rfs bikes that 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 i bought with worn out clutches because i've never personally worn one out and they're still in there so <laughs> they, okay they're, they're so doing, tusk is like a good. a good clutch yes yep okay I, the the ones that i the ones that i've used i've had good luck with it and if uh if you're want to support us you can always help clicking through our link on the uh on the dirt bike test and uh through rocky mountain and i actually did that through rocky
2: mountain this week i think i spent five me and my dad spent like five hundred dollars and we went through your link so
0: awesome i appreciate it it helps buy matt's beer that he's stopped <laughs> drinking and he's back drinking water because of all the mistakes he's made
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. All, all one, (laughs) two mistakes tonight. Two. Oh, that's two more than perfection. We should replace the, um, you know how we used to have the um counter. It's going to be the Matt's mistakes counter. Oh, okay. Sounds like a good thing. We'll get it. Brought to
0: you you by whoever wants to sponsor that. Hey Asher, when you, when you figure out what this problem is, can you get back to us? I definitely will. Awesome. Cause I, I want to, I want to learn a little bit about it too. All right. Cause DRZs are still being sold. People still have questions and, uh, yeah, I it's uh it's a uh, so when when are you going to get a KTM? Uh
2: it's never because they're too expensive and oh. I don't like the maintenance intervals.
0: Oh, they're oh, you don't have to worry about it. It's trust me. They're they're no different than your DRZ. I mean, if you if you if you like to read the manuals, they will say a couple different things, but uh or you can always get a Yamaha.
2: Yeah. Say. I, I don't know. I like riding my to my desert by. races, so Nice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> awesome. Xt Xt. Uh, hey, you know what? Trevor's going to do. Trevor's going to Trevor's going to ride the XT two twenty five okay. to a national hound and race it. And he thought that was going to be good enough. I'm like, uh-huh. no. Then you put a sleeping bag on your back and you go camping. There we the, go. The, it, and is he going to do a video of this? Yeah, he has to. He put he videos everything.
1: Huh. <laughs> nice. And actually, if if you're keeping an eye on the uh, chat right now, actually, someone in the Facebook chat just put a link. Uh, for that moose, uh, yeah, but don't buy it there. Go to, go to, uh, Rocky, go to your guys' link, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go through our link and look up moose racing, uh, easy,
0: uh, pull clutch lover. Oh, awesome. Well, Hey, thanks a lot for calling. Hope you, hope you fix it.
2: I would definitely will.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey has the, has the DR, has the DRZ been in rooster endo yet?
2: It has. Um, I want oh, a yeah? shirt. Oh, cause was I mean to you? Uh, no, there was, you picked a snow bike over me.
0: Oh, that was horrible. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Did we send the shirt? Did we send the shirt? Yeah, I'm wearing it right now. Oh, awesome. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let us know how it goes and we'll see you out on the trail.
2: Well, thank you.
1: Okay. We um, do have another question from, uh, Steve Smith here. Aren't okay. going to, Steve, uh, I'm going to. Allow him to unmute himself and then we'll, because uh, we got the security settings fixed. He's not having a giant orgy in his house, is he? No, I'm with not. The volume turned to 11. <laughs> okay. I'm not. The security settings are fixed. <laughs> but believe it or not. Welcome
3: to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and not strippers. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there are none of them here. Perhaps, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I actually submitted uh, a photo of my bike uh, tonight. You got, And I think you guys mm-hmm. are going to see it later. But Uh, I'm not, are are you, are you buttering, are you buttering us up? No, but I don't want you to to confuse these two bikes because they're, they're only one year apart. Mine's EXC, but I'm calling you about an XCW, a 2016 500 XCW that is driving nuts. Um, I've been working on it for about a month and then it wound up going to a dealer. It's a buddy's bike and it wound up going to a dealer and he's having the same problem. And it eventually just went back to my buddy. Uh, and and basically, the dealer said the same thing I did. So here's the issue: the the start button will intermittently not start the bike, and it, it won't do anything. And so the the well, it, it, I take that back. It'll turn the engine over. It doesn't prime the fuel pump uh, intermittently. Now, what fixes it's the, it? It's the relay. I've it's checked the, the relay. relay that's underneath the side side panel. I checked them and replaced them with brand new ones. Really? I, I've done so much to this bike. I've replaced the fuel Okay, because because I yeah. So okay,
0: so if if it's if it's not the relay, then I'm going to go into the to the wiring harness.
3: I feel like I've and seen and seen every wiring disaster I could find. So, so I think, and I, I,
0: the, the, I know that I've, I, I chased this down once, or actually a couple times now I've chased this down and it was, it was, so the three things, it was the, the relay. And so now anytime this starts acting up, I just go change the relay and literally, you know how there's two of them underneath there?
3: Yep. Yep. They're the I, same. I
0: literally just, I just switch them. Right. And, yeah, and, then, and then it was- fixes and then it fixes the problem and then I go get a new one and, and, and it's good. So that, that's, that's fixed it before the, I've had the buttons on the handlebar, the start button on the handlebar just literally wear out or have yeah. dirt yep. get in there and stuff. Right. So, so that's another, that could be the issue. And if it's the wiring harness and the wiring harness was really inexpensive. I I mean, like the, 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 the light side one, I think is like three or 400 bucks in the, the one that does the starting and all the other stuff, it was like 60 bucks, I think. Wow.
3: Okay. And that might be worth it.
0: I had it. Yeah. I chased, like I said, I chased every wire and you look at some of them, they're like a little, you know, how tiny those, those wires are. Mm. And um, so that's the, you know, it, it, all it takes is one that's just kind of like, a, it just cracked and pulled apart and it touches half the time and doesn't touch the other half. You know, yeah. it'll, it'll eventually completely fail but i would i would go that
3: route well the, the the weird thing here is that it invariably if i give it the weakest little kick i don't have to kick it like like i really want it to start i can just i can be in tennis shoes and just give it a third of a kick and all i have to do is just hear that fuel pump prime and then i can hit the button and it'll start instantly so the button's not giving me trouble all that's happening is it's not priming off the button. Huh. It's, I know that the, the yeah, button um, seems to work perfectly and it okay. already, it's not priming.
0: So, so I'm going to tell you one other thing that, that I've had happen is mm-hmm. I've had an ECU go bad.
3: I was and, wondering about this.
0: Okay. So I had an ECU go bad. And if you have the ability to switch ECUs, See if the, see if the, you know, between a couple different bikes, see if the problem follows the ECU. Okay. And, and, and so, and my ECU, I'm trying to remember what it did. Uh, it was a long time ago and it, it did something, it did something that was just kind of funky and it didn't it didn't make any sense and i chased a lot of different stuff and it was like i just said well i'm just going to start switching parts you know just wholesale because i had a couple of the it was a 2014 yeah. so i just switched switched ECU, and the problem went on to another bike and i'm like okay that that's that's it that's the issue and i think yeah. it might have been just the it was it was like the 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 way that the the lights would turn on or off it was some kind of weird <laughs> signal where it would just figure. intermittently the lights would just you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't sense that the engine was running anymore, even though it was running and it would shut lights down. So, uh, yeah, give give that a shot um, for sure. Let us know what you find out. Um, yeah. That's a that's an interesting one. And, and you know, on all the, you know, the thousands of hours I have on my bikes, uh, the different 500s, is, it's, it's very rare. But those are the things that I've experienced or had friends
3: that have had problems with. Yeah, I actually have two others, so uh, I don't know why I haven't tried swapping the ECUs, but that'll be what I have next or what I do next. But I have it, others of my own
0: because you're 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 too smart to do the obvious thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I've, I've, hey, I've I, replaced I, I, everything I, on the bike I, <laughs> except for that. Right? I yeah. This, and this is the this is the the you know sometimes the simplest thing is something that just you just have to ask an, another person. And I'm surprised, like I said, if it went to. I would love it if, if you do that and it fixes it. And then, and then you've had it to the dealership and all this other stuff. I would feel like, right. Oh, I did a good job, but uh, who knows you we might, well, I might be getting a call next week and we're on to level two, <laughs> level two diagnost- diagnostic diagnostic.
3: Uh, yeah. I'll let you know. I've, I've certainly got plenty of ECUs lying around. I can certainly try it. I appreciate that. Cool. Thank you. Well, okay. Thanks a lot. And, uh,
0: we all got right. a question up in the, uh, chat i saw actually chat's been pretty engaged with the questions that are coming on from the hot seat hotline somebody i i thought was thanking me for telling them to get an ecu (laughs) to get the get (laughs) yeah well it was it was that that was the guy who was going with the bigger throttle body maybe and and they but they they i didn't i wasn't able to watch it they they kind of went backwards on getting that bike tuned up Let's see. Buddy has an Uncork 22 450F, WR 450F. That's a Yamaha, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Comp ECU mapped in a four, FMF 4.1. He pulls my 500 EXC pretty hard. Well, it's a Yamaha. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. Yamaha, sponsor of this show. I, I'm waiting, still waiting for the guy who was going to buy a Yamaha, mm-hmm. but then he saw our off-road comparison, and it got him thinking about the Kawasaki. It's It's my duty to talk him off the Kawasaki and back onto the Yamaha because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we were just shills for the sponsors. Yeah. So yeah. I need the forty-four. Th- no, no, Do, no, don't don't. don't if, for- <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you like. If, if you, if you have your 500, um, make sure the little teeny tiny thing is out of the muffler. Actually just get it. just get a different muffler, be sound responsible, get a different muffler. That'd be the first thing. Then decide what you want to do. Cause you're at that point, you're going to start needing to do some fueling. And, and if you start, you know, Takamoto has a really good, we'll call it a white sheet on the steps you can take to your KTM 500. And I promise you that the throttle body is on there at some point, but if you don't have an ECU already, the ECU could be the key. And on the new ones, I'm not that familiar with running the piggyback tuners like I was on the older ones. Cause they do try to compensate. So you may be kind of, forced to go down the ecu route but uh yeah you'll 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 be able to fix that bike <laughs> the newer wrs are awesome machines i have one in my garage i've been testing it i need to get a muffler because the stock muffler is very very restrictive i like how quiet it is mm-hmm. but then Especially i compared to the competition ones yeah then i can then i can at least I'll get an FMFQ and I'll, then I will be able to kind of tune it and get it to run in the same league as the bikes that it wants to compete against. And what I'll do is I'll go make it just with the muffler and the power tuner. I'll make it faster than Trevor's Vegas, uh, uh, uh whatever race he just did, the Tonopah race, mm-hmm. the legacy race. I'll make that bike faster than Trevor's bike, just a stock Yamaha with a muffler on it. And, uh, and then he can come and talk to me about, the other things he needs to work on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, i'm I'm available for a private lesson <laughs> oh yeah um okay did you talk to that other guy i told you to talk to what other guy the guy that last week the guy that wanted the private lessons asap yeah yeah i sent a message the next morning you doing a lesson no oh i'm here back
1: need to follow up okay Let's see. Uh, from Finn Mayerhoff, I uh, sent my oil to uh, Blackstone Labs twice, and both results showed a five percent plus twenty-one twenty. Oh, sorry, two point eight percent fuel contamination. Uh, copper was also high. First test had twenty-three hours. Second had seventeen. Trail ridden wr two hundred and fifty F, which is not racing. Bike runs totally
0: fine, but now I am paranoid. Okay, Flynn, you 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 were paranoid before. You sent your oil in. <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up. Like that's going way over the top. I appreciate that. That's that's good to know. But what you what you're seeing right now is probably what we would call a baseline. And I actually got to get Chris Chris real on the uh, on the horn. I'm and I'm yeah. I'm going to get Finn. I'm going to try to get it, and an expert here to help us with this. We'll have to remember you know copy and paste that that question so we can ask him that um because i think i think what you're that's kind of like a, a baseline for stuff and it actually may as you ride it more it may get clean that's just kind of breaking at 23 hours those bikes are just starting to really loosen up and run good and i know you can read the manual and it tells you you need to put a top in and a crank and, a da, 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 and all this other stuff in it but if you're just trail riding it, you're easily gonna go a hundred hours on that thing. And maybe at 70, do one at you know what? Help us out. Do one at 50 and do one at 70 and report back and keep some records. And then we can then we then we have kind of like a baseline and stuff for for what it's doing. But it's not like a <laughs> they're they're competition race engines, so I think they kind of they kind of leak some of these uh you know minerals or you know that are you know the zinc and the and the copper and stuff like that that's that's in the motor but uh yeah i think it's going to run totally fine
1: okay so carlos uh salas from youtube just put in our ecus like get for the 34 35 FE? 350 i think is what he was oh, trying to Yeah, 350 to... yeah uh fe worth it for titan Duros.
0: So, my – my uh, so, oh, Chris is in there. Chris, uh, mm. set, make sure he's in the, the – get him – put the link to the hot seat hotline in there. It's in the description. Oh, it's in the description. Yeah. Well, he might not know where that's at. He's a – he remember, he's a petroleum scientist. <laughs> so, the – so, Carlos, what I'm going to ask is, and you can respond back in the chat, is – when, when you're riding, like where where would you like more power or less power or smoother power or what what are you actually trying to achieve? Because just getting an ECU, it's just like it's just like getting a totally different motorcycle in some instances. Because they're gonna they're gonna change stuff, and they may they may the the standard programming in the ECU may be for motocross. More than likely it's for motocross or it's for a dyno run that produces big numbers on the dyno that you will feel when you plug it in and you go rip down the street, down your house and you go across the field and you turn the throttle wide open. But will it actually work better out on the trail where you're going to use it? That's the question that, that you need to ask. And, and it could be if you had a really good tuner that, works with the ECUs that knows how you ride and knows where you want the bike to do certain things. It's absolutely a better thing. And if you're smart enough to play with the tuning capabilities that come with some of these ECUs, so you need the Wi-Fi unit and the other stuff, then you can get the, the, the get to do anything you want it to, just like the Yamaha power tuning app. In fact, there's a lot of similarities between those two for some reason. So yeah, that's a, so it it's it's kind of a difficult question i'd rather I'd rather when you start talking about like what you wanted to do, you know sometimes it's as simple as changing the gearing, it's changing the throttle pull wheel. It could be a muffler uh you know certain muffler certain header combinations do a lot of different things. Sometimes you may have done something that you read on the internet, it's like yank the reeds out of the intake track and wonder why all of a sudden you lost the torque that you had become accustomed to so um other things. So That's, there there was another question
1: here. So okay. for Brendan Springer uh Springer Davis for a thirteen five hundred XEW that is a snow bike with a full FMF four point one exhaust riding between eight thousand and ten thousand feet. Will the stock ECU run too lean for the piggyback tuner? Would you run slightly more lean? Um
0: so when you go with a that particular bike, when you go to the four point one. If you, if it doesn't have the quiet insert into it, yes, it's absolutely too lean all the time, especially, especially at the bottom, just opening the throttle and cracking it. So did he say, what do you say about the piggyback tuner?
1: Uh, For the piggyback tuner, would you run it slightly more lean? So if
0: it's the piggyback tuner, uh, doesn't matter which one. I don't think. The, 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 the bike is going to do the leaning for you based on the, the air pressure, the bike will figure this out At, at this point, you're trying to decide what, what, what exactly do I want it to, you know, what, what do I want it to do? How is it running? And man, I don't have enough experience with the, with the, the, the snow tracks, the snow bikes. To to give you some real definite answers, but I'll tell you one thing: those things eat horsepower, and they get plenty of traction. So it like because when we're when we're tuning with a fuel tuner, you're kind of you talk about in a, in a, in the words traction. So if you want more traction, you add fuel. In other words, richen it up. If you want less traction, feel you lean it. And I don't think you're actually gonna. I think you could actually blow the bike up on a snow track because you're not going to feel the the traction in essence, the same way that we would on with a, with a tire. It doesn't kind of give that kind of that spin up feel because it's always super heavy loaded, but um, so it, yes, it makes it run much cooler as well being it's running proper air rich. So on the fuel tuners, most of them, when you're at three, and this is the easy thing to do, just do short, short runs with it. So in the zone that you're curious about, you know, that's on those, most of the fuel tuners, it's red. um, It's green, yellow, red, low, mid, high. And you're probably on that thing. You've got to be mid or high and high is definitely wide open and it's more throttle position on those than it is RPM, but they do overlap. So I would take it and, If three is stock, ride at three, see what it feels like. Do, you know, do a pull, hold it like three quarters throttle and then go to full throttle. And then you're going to, and on the tuners, if you can actually watch it, you can watch the lights go across the, across the dash. You know, when, and it'll show you which zone you're in and it'll change the color that you need to be adjusting. So that helps a lot on those, but play with it, do it stock and then richen it up. Go ahead and start by riching it up, please. Don't go lean first, rich add rich, add fuel, go through, go to six and see what it does. And then go down to, you know, maybe go three is standard, go to two or two and a half or one and a half and do a quick pull. And as long as it's not doing anything funky, you know, check it. One pull is not going to blow your bike up. You can, if you have a way to check your temperature, that'll give you a lot of uh, indication as well. If the temperature just goes, crazy hot then you're in in not in a good zone but you'll feel the difference you should feel quite a big difference and then tune away it's it's as simple as pushing a button and that's how that's how i came up with when i was running the piggyback tuners on my 12 13 14 500s and i ended up leaner than stock for this is for dirt bike riding um, leaner than stock in a lot of places on a stock ECU, but I was richer in what they call the fuel squirt or the transients. So when it, when it, the one that says it's like pump squirt or whatever. So, cause I was, I'm always changing the throttle position. Every time I would turn the throttle, give it a little extra fuel. So I was able to be leaner consistently, but richer when I gave it the gas. So we have a, there's a, there's a thing on dirt bike test that I, I kind of explain how to tune with those things and um, that would help.
1: All right. So, Finn had asked a question on the tour Idaho. Would you take 500 or 350
0: EXE? Man, I wish you had a really good record of all the shows where I went into this in detail and we could say, oh, you could listen to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday episode number. And I'm going to guess right now 42. Mm-hmm. But I after doing it i kind of thought that the 350 might be a, a better bike in some situations because it, it just acts so much lighter so most of the time but there's the times when you when you just need that little just that little bit of torque that a 500 has that chug and that pull where the 350 doesn't have it and you kind of have to do it with rpm and so it, it, it kind of comes down to what kind of a rider you are and i, I I kind of thought back. I'm like, man, that might have been a little bit better on a 350, but I've always uh you know <laughs> I'll look at forty episode forty two. I don't know if it's episode forty two. Well
1: <laughs> you're right here right now. You're already on the topic, so yeah.
0: keep it going. Yeah. We have this momentum. So no, it, it we'll just roll it. So I went back and forth, you know, thinking I would I but I think I would just default to the five hundred. I would default to the to the to the larger bike because I've always I either like I want a 125 or a 950. I'm kind of this I like I like the the polar opposites of the thing and the 350 is really good. And just put a tamer map in number two on the 500. You can have a 500 and 350 in one bike. Uh, that means you have to have an ECU on it. I mm-hmm. think with two position switches.
1: There there was a conversation going on
0: about the the get ECU, so. Right. It's hard to pay attention to the conversation when I'm trying to I only have two brain cells. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to kill them evidently. But when they when they rub together and the the information comes out, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like ones and zeros. I don't know how this works, but uh it's hard to, to do the third thing and keep an eye up on the chat there. So Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Got some questions coming we got, in.
1: We got a couple paragraphs now, so let's go to Victor's question. first. Oh boy. So Victor just purchased an ODB OBD adapter to connect the Africa twin to my OBD reader. Is there a chart that can tell me if it is running too lean? If there, uh, Is there a base map to compare with the readings I will get? Dealers say nothing is wrong, but still pops every once in a while. A POS bike is getting on my nerves. Also feels like it loses power at altitude, which is impossible, right?
0: No. Okay. So, so I'll work backwards on your question. So no, it, it any vehicle will lose power at altitude because there's just less oxygen. So the bike puts less fuel in it. It will lose power. This is normal. The, the, the lean decel pops. I don't know if you're ever going to get rid of them because I think what's happening – is when when you shut off like a an, an, you know current motorcycle, current fuel injected emissions compliant motorcycle, when you shut it off, instead of it dribbling a little bit of fuel in there, it completely shuts down the fuel. And and so it's it's a it's a it's just a lean condition that creates the opportunity for for the 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 explosions in the in the exhaust system for for lack of a better term, I think. So so. I don't know that you can do anything with the – the unless there's – I'm trying to think of the name of the – so there's a company that you can buy a thing that should be able to reprogram your stock ECU. I've I've done this before. And most of the people that actually do the tuning, they send you a – what we'll call a locked ECU or a locked tune. So you can't look at it to see what they've done. But sometimes the company that sells the tuner will have some. We'll call call them unrestricted maps that they will sell, or you have access to when you do this. So I don't. I'm not sure which um, what tuner you have or where you uh, you know where you're piecing this thing together. But uh, that's a uh, that's what you're that's what you're up against. I don't know that the I don't know what the OBD OBD Will do because I actually bought something that plugs in. It plugs into my thing, but it also plugs into my computer, and then I can, um, you know, send the send the tunes in and out. And it take mm-hmm. it, it was it's pretty difficult to reprogram. It it took a few steps, and there was some. It's they they do not make it easy. But of course, I only use mine for closed course competition use on the flat track on my private property. <laughs> uh, Ricky Brayback, Adv Life, yeah i heard he's doing some adv
1: life oh hey let's see here uh victor was saying i was told to get a booster plug which is actually a air intake sensor that register low temp while making the ecu send a richer mix all the stock still so there's another question that we'll get to yeah so
0: victor i haven't played around enough with the i i didn't i didn't on the on the africa twins that i wrote i didn't have any of these issues so so i never really explored it i thought and yours is a, is like the the older one compared to the newer one that I rode and I don't remember it being that much of an issue um I I'm wondering if uh yeah I don't yeah I know you've complained about it a lot <laughs> I wish there was a I wish there was a simple fix but I mean if that thing if that little part isn't that much that'll make it richer but I don't think that that's going to cure completely cure the The problem um i wonder are you running pmex are you running mexican gas in that thing and that's what the problem is that's probably what the problem is right (laughs) it could be yeah so okay one more question we're gonna go for a break yep
1: so i got a full top of the line craft motor suspension done for a full-sized man six foot four 300 pounds night and day difference but wondering if you still got your craft set up and still use it any long-term review side note with my setup and new uh, and new springs, focusing on the rear springs. I have my rider sag set appropriately, but no longer have any static sag. That's oh, normal. No, that's not a problem. Okay, there's
0: there. Okay, so that is a problem. If so, I, I you know well, you're not a chick, so I'm gonna go. Have you gained weight? Because <laughs> they're craft is they're like a lot of these suspension guys. They're really smart. And if you tell them, if you tell, if you're telling them your weight. And they sent it with that. It you should always have some static sag. If you if you are getting your your um, regular sag, and and the bike tops back out, you need a stiffer spring. It's just uh, you you know you want some free sag because when the bike goes to that when it when it rebounds, and now it's you know kind of rebounding that last little bit, it. There's very little damping up there, and that's kind of meant to so the bike acts different when when they top out like that on the spring so in and, and at three hundred pounds and a big guy like you you're such a pendulum on the bike as well, but i don't i'm wondering if you might be at the end of kind of where springs are available you know mm-hmm. it, it it could actually be you could be in a position where and I don't know. I've I've uh <laughs> not done that. So so I think uh, so back to to my suspension, yeah, I absolutely still use it. Um I don't know which bike it's on right now. It's on, it's on my 300, might be on the 300 or it's on one of the other 500s. But uh yeah, I've been happy with it. Uh it's probably time to get a service or pretty soon, time to have a service done on it, but it's definitely well here. <laughs> so I have a I have a suspension guy's been doing my suspension since nineteen ninety one. It's a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so when I send him something, I don't even have to tell him anything. He 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 or if I tell him, I say, Hey George, put a Jimmy setting in it. This is George ESP, really good friend of mine. And so the so we have an interesting dynamic, right? I don't have to tell him stuff. And then I have sent him back stuff that I got on used bikes that somebody else did. And he pulls it apart and he goes, oh, they put this and that and some other goofy, you know, I, want, I don't want to say goofy, but it's not stock. I kind of expected it. I didn't realize they'd spent that much money to make the suspension that bad. But they had and I wanted to, to go back to Jimmy said and he's like. Can you just get some stock parts? Cause we know exactly what to do putting the stock parts back in. So, but now a couple times there's parts that we're taking out because they're not that good. We know this because we've tried to modify it, but the craft stuff is good. Um, it's, it's good, high quality stuff. It has a slightly different character than exactly what I would want. And I think it's because, you know, they're doing a lot more, you know, we'll call it like, you know, wet damp trails, roots, rocks. um not as much desert. and when i was working with them i went kind of crazy on on the bottoming resistance and they're like you can't need that much bottoming resistance. i'm like, "oh yeah, i can." but i tend to ride a softer a softer setup and the bottoming resistance is really important to me. i you know, i need that kind of control at the end of the stroke. so that being said, get that get that shock spring fixed um and i think uh most of the other problems will go away uh that's that's just a definite like when we run into this problem like especially when i'm riding like 125s and stuff and i top this most of the 120 i can just barely get the 125 to have a little bit of free sag with the close to the right amount of sag and then i'm okay but if it ever tops out i you have to go to the spring so Okay, um, we will come back and answer more of your incredibly valuable and smart questions. And what, what are we going to do also besides pour another thing of tequila? We're going to do some Rooster Endo. Rooster Endo, everybody's favorite segment. So we'll see you back in a couple minutes. Hey, remember, these sponsors support this show, and they all make good stuff.
4: What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you if you've ever received an order from us you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies um, all of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Welcome
0: back. And again, a big thanks to all of our sponsors. Tonight's uh, Tonight's tequila. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and tequila is, I have a hard time saying this name. This is a tequila you can't get here in the States. It's Los Gallabose. Something like that. Los Gallabose. This is good. Mark, you would really enjoy this tequila in particular. So uh, it's a extra anejo which means it's extra expensive so <laughs> yeah it's it's you know they age it for a little while pretty pretty tasty has a has a very good smooth finish um so thanks everybody for joining in uh we are going to keep going with your questions we're trying to get chris real on the phone right now because there was some regulations because of uh things that i don't understand. Where we could get E15 fuel. It was sort of as an emergency thing. I think it's to help bring the price of, it's the fake way to bring the price of fuel down. And so now you could be getting E15 fuel, which means extra ethanol inside of it, which is not very good for sitting inside of your gas tank and or hot weather because it boils kind of easy. So has he popped up in the chat just yet? No. Nope. I'm going to try to call him. I'm going to see if I can. I'm going to do. uh Uh-oh. Why can't I call him? My phone doesn't work. He needs a passcode. A passcode? Here. Here, text him. Can you? uh, (laughs) He shouldn't. (laughs) Um, I'm going to call him right now. I'm going to call him. Here we go. I think this works. Yeah, go do that. Go ahead. Um and then I plug him into the thing. Good evening. Good evening, Chris. I'm going to plug you into the to the show here. Oh. It's been a well while since we okay. used that. Let's see if that actually works. Okay, here we go. Uh, you wrong should Wrong thing. Wrong thing. Yeah. Just go ahead and Yeah, Chris. Talk you, on the phone. Can you hear us?
5: Yes, I can hear you guys.
0: Good. Okay, Matt's going to try to push some buttons and fix everything. So, you sent out a really interesting email uh, about a week ago that was talking about the it was an emergency regulation to allow the use of E15 fuel.
5: Yes, yeah, it was a, it was a fuel waiver. Um, so they're going to allow EPA is been given the order to um, allow e, the continued use of E15 fuel for uh, for the summer.
0: So we do we get E15 in the winter?
5: uh some places yes but, and and uh many places yes so but it's a sli- usually it's a slightly different blend um than 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 normal just because it has a you know you know uh, uh, the ability to to be a little bit cleaner for the environment and so this year they're not changing the fuel as much and it's going to be E15 pretty much year year round this year
0: And so the problem with this, the most obvious problem would be uh, easier boiling of fuel.
5: Well, yes, it has a, it has a lower initial boiling point and, and, and it also has a slightly different expansion rate. So, and it has, of course has more oxygen. So, so you know, the fuel will have a tendency to uh, percolate in in your fuel tank when when the uh, the fuel gets low or you leave your bike in the sun.
0: I've I've had it happen with uh, full tank, half tank, quarter tank. <laughs> it seems it seems like especially when it gets really you know when it gets really warm and you're going slow speed and there's not any cooling effect from the outside air that it happens. Um, Quite a bit. I have I have this this motorcycle. You might have heard of it. It's called huseberg Yep. It, the, yeah. the the uh, the 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 pipe runs right up underneath the tank, which is, runs right up underneath the seat, which is, and that that's a gas boiling monster.
5: Yeah, and and you know, I mean, I've I've got some video and some data and stuff like that. It, you know, some some of the fuel will will boil at at like 105 degrees. So if it's a 95 degree day and you started your motorcycle, the bottom of the tank is, you know, is hot enough to make it boil.
0: And when does this become like problematic in that the bike will start running poorly?
5: Um, if you've got ambient air temperatures above about 85 degrees, um, with some of the some of the fuels, uh you can you can expect some some fuel boiling. Um and of course when you gain elevation, you know, every time you go up a thousand feet, you drop the boiling point of of the fluid down. So you know there's a there there's an intersection point you know, of, of when when to expect it. So you know, if I'm riding at two thousand feet elevation and it's a ninety degrees uh, uh air, ambient air temperature um i'm i'm pretty sure i'm going to have have some significant chance of fuel boiling and and that that also that also affects you know the tuning and 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 very much your fuel economy
0: yeah cuz i've 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 yet to have boiling fuel cause my bike to stop running I have I have noticed it. It would get like kind of wouldn't wouldn't run you know proper before, but I was always worried, and it was it was I was never I was never down to like you know like like an eighth of a tank, let's say, where I thought maybe that all that the the fuel boiling would make it so that it would be, have a hard time pumping it into you know getting building pressure up in the line. So is is that is you know having extra fuel in there would help also, but is there a point where it you know, since it's because it, it it when I've looked at it in some of the more clear tanks, you can see how it kind of starts more up at the top.
5: Well, well, yes, the you know the you know the you know the the bubbles and stuff will you know the you know, you'll you'll start you'll start having what looks like foam, but it's actually it's actually boiling. And if there's a hot spot, you know, close to the pipe or or uh, you know, um, you know, where you have a lot of radiant heat or, or, or near next to a heat sink, like a, like a, a submerged fuel pump, it, it can, um, it can start boiling there. Um, and then, and then the pressure goes up in your fuel tank. And, you know, most of us have, have fairly good venting so that you know, we don't have a pressurizing, um, problem most of the time, but, you know, some of us with, adventure bikes we can you know we can have the old hoof when you open the gas tap
0: oh and i've had i've had some of the you know even motocross bikes with a little pressure check valve the little oh yeah little ball valve um you know to make it so it doesn't spill when it falls over i've had i've had those you know there's enough pressure coming out of it to where it got the ball and all of a sudden it's like hey look at the gas tank (laughs) so (laughs) you know it got going good but I, i don't you know, I don't know what fuel it was, and this is this is a few years back. This is probably seven or eight years back that I had. You know, I had the the couple, like actually a couple different tanks. It was one was a, I think believe it was the KTM gas cap, the the stock gas cap on an Exc because it does have a it has a ball in there, correct?
5: Correct, yeah. You know, it's you know it's a it's a vapor retention or pressure retention valve that that you know it has a as, as a as a, a ball in there and you know they can get they can get uh jammed or they can get so overpressurized that it just can't, it isn't bleeding it isn't bleeding uh the pressure out of the tank and you know and there are times when you can see a, a gas tank actually very you know, very swollen from, oh, yeah. from internal pressure.
0: Yeah. And I, I think what it was, is you know, we were kind of riding it kind of aggressively. It was getting hot. It was really hot outside. It was higher altitude. We're bouncing around. I suspect it was just bouncing around. It was enough to where there was pressure blown out at that little ball. The check ball went up, hit, and there was enough pressure to hold it there. And then we stopped. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm like, Yeah, it looks like I'm getting a large gas tank. This isn't good. And and you could, you could, you could, on those, on that tank, you could actually see it. You could literally see the, the the gas going off in there. So, so that's, that's one question. So, how how much of a concern really is this for, for riders?
5: Well, it, 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 it's what we're going to get. And so, so, you know, the, the things that we have to just kind of be, be mindful of is, is, you know, the feels like it's, you know, it's vapor locking or it's, you know, the fuel tank is rumbling. um, You know, you're going to, you know, you're going to want to get make sure that the, that the pressure is, is from, from that. So it's you know, it, it's not a death sentence. It's just, it's just something that we're going to contend with for, for a while and, and more so in the future. Um, but fortunately, most of our bikes are pretty smart and, um, can, can, um, can contend with that. And, and so, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're, we're going to continue to see, you know, um, vapor recovery equipped motorcycles and we're going to continue to see high vapor pressure or low boiling point fuel so we're we're all going to have to adapt a little bit and you know um and and making sure that the 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 tank is venting is a is a is a big is a big thing and um
1: so 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 it doesn't pressurize
5: so it doesn't pressurize
0: right The, so the last time I remember it really being problematic was kind of during the COVID times when we got, I guess we didn't use a lot of the winter fuel and the winter fuel kind of stuck around into the summer. And so that's sort of what we're going to go through now with them allowing
5: the. It's exactly, it's exactly, it's exactly what, you know, I mean, it's exactly the, the condition that we're going to, to have, um, you know because the fuel isn't going to be seasonally adjusted in all locations so right. you know I'm speaking kind of in a in a broad in a broad sense but E E15 is going to be with us fuel this year um for sure and and um you know and and we just we just have to you know kind of contend with it you know we're not going to go as far on a, on a tank of fuel um fuel may boil a little bit and the bike may be leaner than we like okay but that's you know it it, it, you know it i won't say it's a death sentence i'm just saying it's it's what it's one of those things where you go this you know if your bike starts running bad and you haven't done anything it's 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 fuel probably
0: then so so next question is is this if this fuel sits in your tank for long periods of time is it more problematic
5: um, a, a little bit. Um, you know the the the. Fortunately, the 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 newer bikes, if they're you know within, you know five years old or so, they're pretty. You know they're they're pretty fuel safe. Um, the thing with with the ethanol fuels, they do bring in water, and that's a little bit that's a, that's a little bit challenging on on fuel pumps and fuel filters. Uh, and of course, you know, it does and carburetors. Some, you know some. <laughs> Carb, you know, the carburetor corrosion issue, you know, the, you know, the, the, the green, you know, the green rot in a carburetor or, you know, you know, black brass jets, you know, that's, you know, that is, that is absolutely corrosion.
0: Right. And that's, that's from the ethanol attracting the water, the water getting into the fuel system. So, so I guess good preventative measure, would it be just to, to start the bike every so often or agitate it so that the, the the water separates and gets back in there and
5: um you know my my solution on that is you know it is you know the, the water's going to go to the bottom of the tank and that's where your petcock is yeah and your carburetors at the and your carburetors at the, is, is is lower, lower than, than the that. petcock yeah and so you know you know once in a while you know taking the you know, taking the the, the drain uh, uh, cap off and, and dumping the water out, and that's where it's going to be. Um, you know, and then you know, I always run a little. You know, uh, you know, I have an unplanned hydrocarbon release. I, I, I turn the gas <laughs> on and let let some let, let some dribble up and, uh, onto a rag, but you know, which right, you know, which is and recycled. put into
0: a yeah, put into a a container, a sealed container. Um, yeah, and disposed of properly, of course.
5: Well, I actually actually I use it for lighting the campfire, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, okay, so so yeah, and and then but is it is it is it is the water that hard on the fuel pumps as well?
5: Well, yes, you know, it you know, water's you know, fuel actually has a fair amount of lubricity and and the water does not and the, the you know, the bag tea bag style fuel filters uh, won't pass water and they'll turn black um, that they, they have a little bit of uh, 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 activated carbon in them or, or they'll, they'll, they'll turn a color with when they have water in there. So um, you know, water won't go through some fuel filters.
0: Right. Okay. Hey, we, do you have the question about the oil? I asked you to save Matt. Uh, we have a question. Uh, someone had their oil analyzed, Chris.
5: And, right. And, 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 and I read, I read that thread and, you know, that's called spectral analysis. Correct. Um, and it's, it's basically like a, like an x-ray of the oil and it's, you know, it, you know, uh, oil analysis like that is, is common in heavy duty trucking and in industrial applications and aircraft and lube engineers use it a lot to see, you know see what's, you know, what's going on in, you know, in a, you know, in an engine. And so, yeah, a spectral analysis will will tell you the heavy metals, you know, first, first of all, it'll tell you what's in your oil. And so you always, you know, if you're, if you're more in a C student, you'll, you'll run a, you know, a, you know, a virgin sample through. And so that'll tell you how much zinc and calcium and. Come stock with the
0: oil and and then you see what your engine added to it.
5: Yeah, when the engine starts, you know, you know, when the parts start start rubbing on on each other, they're going to generate some, you know, some some debris. And the problem that we have with motorcycle uh oil analysis is is everybody many people forget that you've got the transmission and the clutch in there generating a lot of a lot of wear metals and and that typically skews the that typically skews the um the report values where they say, "Oh my gosh, you've got you know you've got solids and you've and you and you've got you know steel and maybe some copper. Well, then that, you know, that's that, that's clutch dust,
0: yeah, so I, that's what that's what I I know and it's kind of funny because I didn't even think about that when I told the 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 viewer I said, hey, i think I think you've kind of established a baseline here." And especially because it was such a new motor to me, 26 hours. I'm like, I'm not too worried about it, but okay. So you've, so you've kind of established this baseline of, of where you're at. And I would actually wouldn't be surprised if you don't abuse the clutch, that it might actually get better over time. You know, if you change the oils a few times, set another sample in, it might be a little less, you know, i.e. break in.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, you know, you, you know, what, you know, what you're talking about is parts per million of, 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 wear metals and, and, you know, a little bit of copper, you know, that, you know, that's not a good thing, you know, copper shouldn't be in there, but there's very often there's, there's copper in, in some of the, um you know, in, in some of the components that, uh you know, that, that shed, that shed debris. And so, you know i I'm like I'm on the same page i' you know I'd, I'd watch it a little bit um you know change the oil on a regular basis and keep the filter clean and 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 and, and it'll plateau out it'll be you, you'll, your your results will 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 become normalized you know they won't change too much
0: and, and, until something you know, until something starts going wrong and then they will change drastically
5: right you know and if if you if you want to get forensic on it you know you can take you know a coffee filter and the oil filter and a half a can of contact cleaner and you can wash the you know you can wash the 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 wear metals out of the out of the uh, you know out of the uh the oil filter and that'll give you a minor heart attack you know you'll you know you'll you'll start wondering where your credit card is and and, you know, so you can yeah. replace and, the and engine.
0: This this guy, this guy was having mental anguish over this and, 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 you know, I, I said, I, I feel that's kind of normal, but when I, you know, if I'm curious about an engine's health, I, I do that. I cut the, I cut the perforated oil filter. I take it, you know, slice it, pull it apart, you know, look down on the pleats, dump the stuff out and look at it. Or, and I look at the magnets, you know, like I have drain plugs with magnets on there and yeah. those generally are really good. If and you're always going to get something. I mean, those are all the, you know, the, the, the fourth gear miss shifts, the, you know, the slipping, like I said, slipping the clutch, abusing the clutch, and just like general wear and tear. But I have motors now that are five, 600 hours old that come out way cleaner than brand new bike five oil change bike, you know, so.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and he mentioned, you know, that he's got, you know, some fuel dilution, um and you know and, and and you know and from a you know from from the laboratory standpoint, you know that's unusual because they're they're used to dealing with really tight, really well you know tuned stock car engines that where we don't get much fuel dilution on a normal basis but but motorcycles have terrible fuel trim um Control so we you know at you know at idle very often you know it it, we're not trimming the fuel it's kind of a the sprayer isn't you know you know is 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 either on or off or it's you know it's it may be dribbling a little bit it's it's hard to
0: it's hard to keep a single cylinder motor running with no flywheel weight sometimes you have to squirt a little extra fuel in that thing yeah
5: (laughs) yeah. And so, you know, fuel, fuel dilution, um, is, is kind of, you know, is kind of normal. And, 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 you know, when you get, when you get some fuel in the oil, it thins the oil, um, just change the oil, you know, a little bit more frequently if you're, if you're really worried about it, or, you know, if, if the fuel or the oil, when you're, when you you're doing an oil change, it's if it smells like gas, you know, you may you may have a a, a, a minor issue. But um you know I, I remember, you change oil a little bit more often. Yeah,
0: you know, the fuel injected bikes not so much, but I remember on carbureted bikes, it seemed like it seemed like there were there were there were scenarios where you could probably just you know have a have a have a slightly high float level that would just pour a little extra oil or a little extra fuel that might actually leak out or you know and run through an open intake valve and who you know who knows or you know the 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 bike tipped over and a bunch of gas you know instead of going out the overflow went down the 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 throttle you know through the intake track and you pick it up and it drained you know past a couple rings who knows uh but yeah nothing to yeah. Uh, little little fuel in the oil nothing to stress out about on your dirt bike That's
5: that that's, that's my opinion and, and 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 you know i mean and and just on top of the maintenance and and if you know if you think there's something you know the bike starts you know you know the oil filter starts looking looking bad or the oil drains out and looks really thin um or smells of, of gasoline well then you know the gas is coming from someplace – but I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress out about it too much. And then, you know, you know, and use, you know, you know, use common sense and good oil and, and at the right levels and, uh, should be the, yeah, good. Usual, if, you know, and
0: like, like you've always said, the best oil to have in your motorcycle is some oil. <laughs> that's right. I'm still looking for a petroleum sponsor, uh, you know, a, you know, to help out with the tech talk taco Tuesday. And then I'll, I'll say it's the best. Well, it has to work, has to work really well. And then I'll say it's the best one for everybody because we're just shills for our sponsors here, Chris.
5: Okay. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I (laughs) consult to a few, a few of the, you know, the, the oil companies these days and, and you know, you know, I'll uh, pass pass that note along. I'll run it past
0: them. Yeah. We're available for a price. (laughs) <laughs> so, hey, thanks a lot for you coming on I mean. and answering, uh, you know, all of our uh, petroleum and uh, oil questions because when when I don't know, I like to turn to a professional and that's – I'm a little worried that people, you know, find me for free on the internets and then they think I'm a professional, but I get nine out of ten right, right, Chris?
5: You, you you do you do pretty good you know and and you know you know what, what you lack in, in in some areas you you kind of make up in you know with with experience and and you know all of us outsource and and find different resources so don't you know, n- you know never be bashful about you know, reaching to the outside
0: okay that's good because that that the pause before I asked that question was a little long in my book it was it was causing a little bit of a little bit of trife. <laughs> But, uh, (laughs) Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and, uh, we'll see you out in the trail, Chris.
5: Okay. Jimmy, you take care see you soon.
0: Okay. See you. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was Chris real real. I always say real. I give it the, the Spanish twang for Victor, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But in all honesty, uh, I've known him for a long time. He does do a lot of consulting and used to be, uh, he had an oil company at Durlube back in the day, which they made a lot of really good oils for a lot of different motorcycles. And now he does a lot of stuff with um, you know, sound testing, sound compliance, and just what a the smart guy. DPS technical is where Chris works. So if you have a problem that requires high level scientific research, you can uh Check out Chris at DPS Technical, and I always uh, love having him on the show because I learn something every time. And now mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not as scared of v 15 as I was because I guess I've been running it for a long time, and it didn't leave me out in the trail. Yep. So if you're lucky, you can get non-ethanol fuel, then you don't have to worry about this, but uh, we don't have that option here. So I guess it's time to get to our – well, some people's favorite segment of the show. And, uh, this is Tech Talk, my favorite. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday episode number 188, if you're not familiar. I have no idea how we've gotten 188 shows into this. How I've many heard, ta- How many episodes have you been pushing buttons for? Uh, 88. You started uh, at show 100? Show 100 was my first episode. Right. And you have a catalog of all the shows with all the, the important information? Uh, I have a link to a, lo-
1: a YouTube playlist that has the descriptions of each show. Okay. How's uh, how's, uh John
0: doing with putting up the the banger clips.
1: Uh he got a, he got a real job. So he and I just were in contact this week about catching up on some stuff. He works at a mountain bike shop. That's not a real job. It's a it's more real job than than the one cuz he's
0: actually getting more money for that job. Okay. So he's hanging out with a bunch of stoners in a bicycle shop and he's not doing the work that he needs to be doing here getting the banger clips up for the to get <laughs> get us more viewers. Although I mean we're like 30,000 I can tell already tell it's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Best show, best motorcycle show that you can listen to right now. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Rooster Endo, let's bring it on. Okay. So, this is Rooster If you're Rando. wondering, this is brought to you by Taco Moto, that's tacomoto.co. They have every ECU that you need before you go to that 44 millimeter throttle body. Uh check out tacomoto.co on the webs and ask them a question if you are curious because they will answer it. All right, so first up is going to be uh,
1: his nickname is Chicken Joe, but Oh, I know this dude. Yeah, his real name is
0: Andrew, so it's a 2017. Yeah, why do they, why does he call himself Chicken Joe? I so I met this guy. This guy shoots videos for for Trevor, helps Trevor with some videos. Mm-hmm. Super awesome cat. Uh And look at that photo. That's that's backlight horrific. Mhm. That's mm-hmm. done done well, but he he pulled up we we were just done doing the 450 shoot out and he pulled up. And I was out shooting some so if you watch the 450 videos that we did, if you see the horrible shots that are all shaky and and you know like tracking Trevor, if Trevor's on the bike, I shot it with, you know, and I'm not that good. I just get it done. Mhm. And on the very last shot, I was waiting for Trevor to come around, waiting, because he's kind of slow. And I was waiting for him to come around. And Chicken and Joe rolled across on that bike right through my frame. I was I was doing a little long lens stuff. So I was back in the bushes, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for him to come out of this tunnel. Chicken Joe pulled out on that bike and I caught the bike and I'm like, what's that? That's kind of weird. Different color. And then he parked the bike, and I'm like, okay, good. He's out of my shot. Mm-hmm. And he 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 wanted to get the same shot that I was gonna get, but from a closer angle. And he walked right in front of my shot, oh. and and I'm like, "Oh, come on!" Uh, uh. Anyways, <laughs> so, uh, so you know, of course, I'm not afraid to tell tell somebody they walked into my shot afterwards when he mm-hmm. rolled over there. But what a cool guy! Cool. So, anyways, tell us about
1: the bike. 2017 Husqvarna TX300, Rival Ink graphics, custom made uh, fur bar pad, a Cherry's full plastic kit. P3 carbon fiber frame guards, front disc protector and skid plate boys and reads rear disc guard, custom gut seat cover, FMF pipe and titanium silencer full auto recluse clutch uh, came with the bike. So we left it in because it makes racing Glen Helen downhills a lot easier tubeless front and rear BRP bar mounts, W wheels, cycle hand guards, uh, Cycra wraparound hand guards, electron carb, Scott stabilizer, flex bars, uh, ODI Rogue lock-on grips, tugger, lift straps, radiator fan, tusk, shift lever, IMS tank, and Enduro pegs, metal radiator guards, and amalds rubber chicken, small glow-in-the-dark yellow.
0: <laughs> I, I thought it was a KTM. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. They're kind of the same shape. But uh, no, it's. Look at the, look at the light coming through the handguard. Mm-hmm. Like it just lit that thing up, that bike, that bike, when you see it, it literally is that color. It's, mm-hmm. it it's day glow and his gear kind of matches. Like he has the fur bar pad, but he has like, I think he has fur on his helmet or fur on his shoulders. His, I think it's his walk around clothes match that as well. I think he runs a day glow life. <laughs> but uh, that that bike, Roos. I'm glad he. I'm glad he. Yeah. Put it on there. It's a it's a good picture. We the the the, the picture quality really gone up in the last couple of weeks. Hey, you can bitch about something for a little while, and it finally it finally takes hold. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, Andrew, thank you, thanks for sending that in. By the way, uh, Chicken Joe shots or Grams Instagrams or we got to get his Insta. Do you throw his Insta handles or something like that? Or, I, I didn't see any Instagram
1: handles. But. Yeah, he should have. I told him to promote. Sweet. Promote. Oh, okay, and up next is Jacob uh, Coville. Get on your shit. Uh, 2019
0: it 500. It says that in the background. I just read I read it. Nice. Yeah, I don't like to say that kind of stuff, but I... Um, oh, wow. I'm um, okay. like a
1: trained animal. Yeah, so 2019 500 EXCF, FMF 4.1, JD Tuner, Taco uh, Tidy Tail, and that is... Pretty much it. Everything else is stock. I have one of those, including the tires. Except I
0: changed the tires. Yeah, the stock tires are. Kind I think of, uh, I think you can get. I think there's a recall on those tires. I think you can actually get Continental to buy you a new set of tires. And I would go with Kenda Parker DTS, uh, by the way, because they're DOT legal. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. The, oh, so the last bike was a Roost for sure. Yeah, Roost for sure. Roost for sure. This bike is those tires. They just turn me off so much. Are you sure the back one's a TKC? It looks kind of like a. It looks like a Michelin, or no, it looks mm-hmm. like a Moto's, or something different. It it's way more that block pattern beefy is on the pretty side. TK, oh yeah, no, it's, it's a little it, bit more beefy on the side. It's something. Um, so I don't know if we described the other bike good enough. The 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 chicken bike. Yeah, yeah, Day with like red, fire red accents. People are listening to this, and they want they want to know what they're looking at. Yeah, and this We're, is a shot of a 500. And this a, is a stock. You could go to a KTM dealership and see this every day, except it doesn't have a blue muffler.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, I, I'm all here for a stock 500. I'm, I'm yeah. all here for that. But those tires? Yeah, you can't take advantage of the bike with those tires. Yeah. It, it, it really leaves you. Well, unless you're really doing dual sport. And look, he came down that tunnel, and he's yeah. riding in Graffitiville. He could be doing some urban Dual sporting, which might involve like parking lots,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't know if you have ever done this, Matt. I used to go. We used to call we call it super retarding in par- parking lots. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like super motard. Oh, I saw I saw a
1: video from the same videos. Yeah, yeah,
0: we we used to we used to put like the worst tires ever for everything else, but riding in parking lots because sometimes the parking lots were gravelly, so you couldn't run full slicks. I tried slicks. Road racing rains were pretty good, but if we ever threw a dirt section in on the side of the parking lot, then having horrible dual sport tires was a good thing. So, this was going down Endo Boulevard,
2: Mm
5: -hmm.
0: but he's on the tunnel of roost because I think that I've got his jib. I know he's he's riding this urban like urban dual sport. And uh, those those are the best tires you could ever have for this. I don't yeah. know what they are, but they look like they might work because you 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 might just be getting the scraping the foot peg on the parking lot.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You might have to go through like a mossy creek. Um, maybe maybe there's some loamy dirt, and you're going to suffer, you know. But yeah, it's roosting. Yeah, uh, it's just because it's simple. He's because all all day long I say stock, stock, stock stock mm-hmm. and he did it he he doesn't have twenty thousand things done to his bike yeah. and i'm sure when he finds a better tire or a better he needs more power he needs this or that then he'll he'll do it mm-hmm. so yeah
1: it's a it's an endo for me but if he switched out those tires like even with all that in mind matt get on your shit i'm, with, tr- I'm trying with, to with two double dollar signs i'm trying to like it says in the back yeah but uh, it, it's an endo for me but we're allowed to have different opinions
0: Okay. We are? We are, yeah. I thought you signed the we will have you you will abide by the opinion thing. Uh
1: you know, I don't recall that, that I don't on recall the, signing anything. On the contract? I think I just showed up and I just keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, thanks for coming out and hanging out at the uh, Takamoto thing. Yeah, yeah. It yes. was really close to my my place, so I kinda had no excuse to go. Okay. It wasn't to hang out with me for sure. <laughs> but you got free food, right? Real, pretty good free food. This yeah, is, this I is,
0: loaded up on the free food. This is editorial life. You get get a little bit of free food. You just show up. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to
1: meet, uh, I had some people to talk to me, but it was cool to see Jesse. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. So this is. Everyone want to talk to you though. You you were popular.
0: Um. Really? Yeah. I thought I just scared people away. Okay. Stock tires. Endo. Are those stock? Yes. Those that's a TKC eighty. Oh, that broke. is a TKC eighty. Yeah, I don't know how that guy got there.
1: Yeah, and the front isn't stock.
0: I don't care. Yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm already. I'm already.
1: Dis- I saw that Tom, rear tire. Tom Keith, uh 2016 501s that has the Euro map, Lucky kits in the forks, a clutch weight, Midwest M and T levers, fastway steering dampener, back washers, a homemade throttle, uh Cami t- uh, tamer. Love the bike. Um. Yeah. So you know, so this is a twenty sixteen. This means he's he's stuck with the TKC eighties.
0: <laughs> Maybe he doesn't ride oh. that much. I don't know. That's that's like almost a Hoosaberg. You know, that's how old that husky is.
1: Yeah. Is it a Hoosaberg? No, it's a Husqvarna. It's a Husky. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I, I I'm I'm pissed off at the photo. I don't know if you cropped it funny because I no, can't see the mountains. No, it's not cropped. You know how girls get on the Instagrams or something like that? I don't mm-hmm. ever look at these photos because that's my feed's not completely lit up with a bunch of girls that are taking pictures of their ass in the mirror mm-hmm. and that's all they want you to see is their ass mm-hmm. and then, and then, you know, it's strange, Jimmy, you have that same exact pose on the grinder. Okay. But you, you, you manage that. So AI it's, generated. it's like, I'm not, oh yeah, it's all AI. <laughs> I'm not, it's, I'm not into the big ass, especially when it's TKC 80 rear tire and i want to see the view mm-hmm. i want to see i want to see the rest of the what's going on the bike's the bike's okay the fact that it got there with that tire is pretty impressive unless we just pull off the highway i don't know um i'm just slowly this bike does look like it's set up for the high, like
1: road a lot of road yeah super dual sporty
0: yeah he's got the he's got the underhang mirror he's got that mm-hmm. is that a double take mirror no it's an underhang it, it it's not on the edge of the handlebar though. So which is- double take makes these really nice little, tiny little fold out mirror kind mm-hmm. of things that look just like that. That okay. are that are actually really good if you just for legality mm-hmm. and if you position them right, kind of where he has this, believe it or not, they work. Mm-hmm. You can see what's behind you, and uh yeah. So and it's out out of the way. But um, endo, yeah, full hundred percent. Yeah, 100%, it, it, yeah uh, based, it, yeah. Endo for me, too. Yeah. TKC80, as soon as that pops up. Lido says, man, all these KTMs. Uh, that wasn't a KTM. Anyone ride any other company? Uh, we have other ones. Yeah. Well, this is actually the first all KTM show we've had for a
1: little bit. It's been mostly – I've had a lot of variety lately, actually. Yeah. This is the first time we've returned to just KTMs. Okay. Okay, so
0: this is going to be Justin Freeman. Let's see. Let's see. To get there with that tire, I assume he took the Jimmy Lewis class. Oh, Todd at TW, thanks for uh, pointing out. uh, JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. We're not teaching schools until October unless you're going to the Tour Tech Rally where uh, the classes are almost sold out, actually. So better join if you're going to the Tour Tech Rally because you have to go to the rally to be able to get in the class. Heavily discounted classes. You can come see me and Matt there. And um, yeah, Mm -hmm. check us out and then sign up for our newsletter, jimmylewisoffroad.com. Click on the side, go to the newsletter, sign up. Then we'll send you like three emails a year telling us when we have classes available. This looks just like the other bike from another angle with different graphics. I did. did
1: When these were submitted, I
0: double checked. It wasn't the same bike, but I'm going to tell you straight up that has double take mirrors on it. Yep. You know, I owe double take a lot. Because they sponsored the me and Logan video riding back from where wherever we rode back from last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can't get the damn song done. And I, so I can't make the video. Mm-hmm. Even after all that effort you guys put into it. Yeah. And it's, Double Take wanted to sponsor that. But anyways, Double Take makes the best mirrors as demonstrated on this particular bike.
1: Okay. And the Seat Concept Seat, another sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so this is a 2023 Husky 501. So this could have been f- like pretty fresh from the showroom still. Uh Takamoto with hina get It has TKC80 80 tires on it. Yep. The smog delete kit. They must uh, be really good. Everybody's running them. Should I switch? No. I I've ridden the stock TKC80s off-road once. And, that's and, and I, I swore, I, and I said, I'm never riding another bike
0: with TKC 80s. <laughs> there, there's, it is. Hey, they're really good adventure bike tires. If you're yeah. adventuring, they're really good, but not on a small bike, like on the on the unless you're just going to pretty much ride roads all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And by all the time, I mean never go in the dirt. Then they're okay, and you can probably there was a. Big recall. You can probably get another set of tires for free. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, it just because I I rode a a a client's five hundred around. This was a a private class. Uh, I rode a. He had the TKC eighties, and I rode him around the Whoop track down at the Play Area, Mm -hmm. and I I thought I was on ice skates. Right. They're just
0: they're they're not deep enough to bite. No, and they're. The, the profile is a little bit too round. I mean, it's all the stuff that makes a really good road tire. And there's a mm-hmm. reason you have road tires and there's a reason you have off-road tires. They're completely different. Just like the techniques for riding on-road are completely mm-hmm. different than the techniques riding off-road until you get to a very, very high level on-road. When you go to a very, very high level on-road, then you start using more off-road techniques. Yep. So if you want to be a better road rider…
1: Come take my class. So, to me, this is an endo just for those tires alone.
0: Uh, I'm not s- super stoked on the. I mean, everything else is semi backlit photo. Did we read off what it had on it? Uh, Taco so
1: talk about Athena ECU, Pro Moto exhaust tips, Mod delete kit, uh, C
0: Concept seat. More mods are coming soon. With the hundred dollars, he's not going to get because it endos. Yeah. Of I'm surprised there's not smoke coming off that tire with all those mods to the engine, mm-hmm. right? It, you should you should have taken the picture. Like he's got 20s. a he's, he's got a front
1: rotor guard that you didn't mention. I can't I can't see it. It's in the angle. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> I've laid off that a little bit, haven't I? A little bit, lately, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so Facebook,
0: user. how do the TKC? Good question. Yeah, how do so the, the TKCs compare to the Dunlop Six O Sixes? And I'll have a follow up question after this. Okay, so the Six O Sixes are a little bit more off road focused. They last. They they have the same durability on road that the TKCs do. They. They don't work as good if you're like really leaning over, but if you're straight line acceleration or like just leaned over a little bit of acceleration, they're just fine. But man, do they work better off-road compared to the TKC 80s. And if you know how the 606 works off-road compared to a, a good DOT knobby or a real knobby, then you know how bad the TKC is, and and nothing against Continental. It's a it's the you know why they're on that bike, sound 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 sound. You just answered my next question. <laughs> it's because they don't make a lot of sound when they roll down the pavement, and mm-hmm. that's what's important to pass the sound test. Yeah, and knobby tires are very very noisy to a sound meter. Period. And and I do
1: want to. I and then you. Sorry, you did say they make a, a good dual sport tire. I wanted to clarify.
0: I have nothing against this tire on big bikes. Actually, it's on. Yeah, on the big bikes, it's it's it, for it, it, me. It's that's one of the staples. That's the they, they set the bar for all the other manufacturers that are still coming out to this day with different tires mm-hmm. that maybe don't perform as well as the TKC eighty on the grand scheme of things. they they're, TKC eighty is an expensive tire. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not inexpensive. Uh, I I run Kenda Parker Big Blocks on my. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Kenda Big Blocks, not Parker. I run Parker DTS on pretty much all of my dirt bikes. I run Big Blocks on my adventure bikes. So mm-hmm. that's and they they help me out with my school. They so they, yeah they support me. So, but they're good tires, or I wouldn't use them. Period. And if uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not beating on any one tire or this or that, but. I've ridden and I, and the good thing about all the companies that support me and help me out, I'm allowed to wear other gear, use other helmets, other boots, um, other tires. Mm -hmm. I can try anything. I never sign like an, if you want to get an exclusive deal with me, it's going to be ridiculously expensive because it prevents me from doing my job in other arenas. And the companies that trust me to do this, they know that I'm using this other stuff. So when, when, When they're supporting me or something like that, say, Hey, we can make an improvement here. Mm -hmm. It comes from a level of experience that, and I don't, you know, I don't care. I I don't, I'm I'm not, I don't work there, (laughs) you know, but I want them to have better products. Yeah. And so that's when I do, you know, any R and D and stuff like that. That's why I have a lot of experience with this stuff. Next. Okay. So this next final one of the nights
1: to be from Steve Smith, who has been, who was on the zoom call earlier. He's actually still on the call, but just muted so this is his submission right here 2015 500 Exc taco get recluse bdcw skid plate looks like he's riding the sandblast rally Uh, taco 90 degree fuel outlet and filter seat concept seat boys and super cooler uh, baja designs headlight four gallon tank etc
0: i'm wondering what he's going to crash into what he's bracing for (laughs)
1: i don't know well
0: yeah. the problem the problem is is that position would lead me to to think that that he should, he should be beginning to get on the brakes but i'm seeing roost come off the the tire mm-hmm. and body position can use a little work yeah you know how we always talk about where the head's at yeah 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 and it's just it's it's any, anything but uh that bike looks like really kind of familiar. It looks like a lot of the ones I have in the garage with different graphics and different gear and different rider and different things. What do you say? What tires he had on it? Because we've been just going off on the tires tonight. So we might as well just keep it going. Uh, no mention on the tires. No mention on the tires. Uh, do we have to give a shout out to Keith's creatives for the photo? Uh,
1: he's getting, he's getting some, <laughs> Keith is getting some free uh, <laughs> some free advertising here. Um
0: Run me the list one more time. Uh, get ECU. Right. That's why it's roosting. Mm-hmm. Recluse.
1: Uh, Bottom. Clutch. Doesn't say, just says Recluse. BDCW skid plate. Taco 90 degree fuel outlet and filter. Seat concept seat. Boys and super cooler. Baja Designs headlight. Four gallon
0: tank. And then finish it with et cetera. Et cetera. Well, I'm going to tell you what et cetera is. <laughs> <laughs> lucky this bike starts right mm-hmm. steve <laughs> that that fender bag is really affecting the output of the baja designs light <laughs> i know it's daytime but i've done this before because i've gone on one of those rides where you used up all the six tubes you had and mm-hmm. you need one more and i decided to be the guy to bring one more but when it became night i took that tube off and i threw it in my backpack so the 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 two front fender thing, and it also just – I used to not care about that that much, but putting that weight on the fender now seems to make a little bit of a difference for me. I like that he's riding. Is Sandblast Rally? He's in the – is he in the chat still? Oh, he's in the room. Uh, He's
1: in the Zoom chat. uh, If you want to put your uh, replies in the Zoom chat.
0: It looks to me like Jersey or Florida. I don't know. DC didn't say where he's from. No, right? no, it didn't say. Yeah. Roost. Yeah, it's roost
1: for me. He's got a motocross action. He said, yeah, sand bat blast. How did I know this?
0: I don't know. You've been almost everywhere on a dirt bike. So. yeah. Um, so he's got the motocross action helmet, uh, orange helmet. So mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, He's probably too young to be a motocross action test rider, though. He's definitely not old enough to be on the wrecking crew. But I'm a little worried about the goggle strap. You need a set of Scott goggles that has the sticky silicone on the backside of the strap so that strap doesn't fall down low like mm-hmm. that. And uh if you wanna if you want a little couple little tips on the on the the riding style, we can help you out. I know a guy. Yeah. So Okay, where are we at here? We got is that is that our last one? That's the last one. I know for which tonight. one wins.
1: We 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 got a lot of submissions. So if you didn't see yours on tonight, it's going to be on a future episode. I uh, give priority to those that are emailed to me. So keep that in mind. Yeah, the it's hard to harvest mm-hmm. the ones off. We, the, we, we had we had a we had a bountiful harvest of rooster bounting, handle submissions today. Full harvest. Uh, so I do want to thank everyone for that. No, it definitely makes my job a little bit a little bit easier. When when what time did you put the post up? Six thirty. 9 to five, got me uh, a Ugh. little. A lot. You know when you leave a tab open, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then you leave that tab open on your computer, and then you leave your leave your place. No, so that's what happened with my uh, my Facebook post. It was it was on a tab. Oh, was really? Open. Oh, the, so it didn't, the, the, er, the, than, it didn't go out earlier. It didn't go out. Never sent it out. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I got here, I put it up, and there we
0: go. Okay. Well, uh, now, now now, I know which one wins for me. I'm going to override you, so go ahead and make your case.
1: Uh, I, think, I think I like Steve's, honestly, because it's the sand, and it wasn't a TKC80 on the rear. <laughs> Although Chicken Joe was pretty good. Dude,
0: Chicken Joe. Chicken Joe. Like, okay, so number one, I told him to do it. I didn't say if you do it, you're going to win. I just said submit your bike, mm-hmm. and then he he got a really good photo. He gave us your make, and model. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
4: Yeah, like yeah.
0: like the, he followed the instructions, and and his bike is just it's that's his bike. Mm-hmm. Like it has like it has has stuff. I mean, like not my kind of stuff, but it has stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's I think it really yeah. fast company flex handlebars. Yep. Do you know how happy my wrists are right now? Uh, they're not swollen up because I, okay, I, 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 I
1: I was trying to come up with a grinder joke, but nothing was coming to my head.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be the no, the, no uh, OnlyFans. I'm gonna get. I need. i been I'm gonna be on OnlyFans answering motorcycle questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. It's. I can make money there. That's what all, it, all. The all the people I follow are there. Right? Yeah, sure. So I rode um, my E mountain bike, my giant trance today, which I got back, finally got back in the shop. I had to drill the lockout mm-hmm. for the battery because there's a little issue. Man, bicycle shops have a long way to go, even though they really, they're doing their job. and they're, They have a long way to go because now they've entered motorcycle shop world because it has a motor on it. It's a whole different thing but i rode my i got I finally got it back it was all good i have flex handlebars on my mountain bike and they're insane if you think you are good on motorcycles they're really good on bicycles and
1: uh mm-hmm. which which makes sense cuz i feel like when i'm riding a bicycle
0: i'm feeling a lot more of the forces going on yeah so uh flex handlebars and chicken joe had flex handlebars yeah by the way so that's what probably the, that's the only reason i just i just I'm a shill for all of our sponsors go to fastco.com. And uh, check out – oh, somebody wanted to know on my Tenere blog, Vlog. they wanted to know what bend bars I'm using. So I'm using the – I'm basically on the Tenere. I'm using the – you know, I'm trying to think the standard height, whatever their standard height is, and 12-degree sweep. And I think I'm not running the – I don't believe I'm running the Enduro ones, which have like a longer – the Enduro ones are a little narrower – in the center, but they run a longer thing because you can put more stuff on there. But I think I'm just running the standard 12-degree uh, bend. So um, that answers that question that I should have remembered to do that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, Mike Par- Pearson says, I'll try again. Yeah, Like <laughs> I said,
1: if, if you commented or emailed me your bike, it's going to be on a list. Yeah, we'll get to them. Also
0: we'll talk about all of them but uh, thanks everybody for uh, submitting those. Thanks to Takamoto. $100 mm-hmm. gift certificate is going to Chicken Joe. So Chicken uh reach out. His name's Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Andrew reach out and uh we'll uh, get you taken care of there. Number 13 is the winner. Who said that? I Can't see on this on the on the chat. I don't know. But oh, Mark Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so and Mark's did we let him pick last time? Uh, we, we had a chat kind of help us out last time. Yeah, we had some. We had someone in the chat pick. So it's not always me. But this, I was pretty decisive on this one. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And, and he also helps out Trevor shooting this stuff. What are you doing? Adjusting my mic. Oh yeah. Even though we're about to hop off here, I thought you were on grinder with that mic movement.
1: Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> we got to be professionals in something, Jimmy. So, 20 bucks is 20 bucks.
0: Anyways. Hey, uh, let's see. Do we, do we answer all our questions? Uh, no, but we can uh, thanks, put them in the next week's Thanks shows. to Yamaha. Thanks to Takomoto. Thanks to Scott Sports. There's some new stuff coming from Scott on the 17th, which I think is tomorrow. I couldn't talk about it. Climb, DDC, Trail Tech. Fat- oh, Product of the Week, Matt. You almost let me go without doing Product of the Week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I wore this hat. SP Connect. And I talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull my phone off this thing. And I, 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 when I, just when I first got this stuff, I said, hey, I'm going to be testing it out. Well, I've tested it out. So SP Connect makes basically phone cases that connect to different little gadgets that go on your motorcycle, or your bicycle, or different things. And so I have a vent clip that goes in my truck. Mm-hmm. And I have a number of different mounts that go – one's on my Tenere and one's on a Ram Ball, So it goes between other things. And so the, the the whole key of the thing is the case. So I have the case and it has a little clip on the back of it. And there's a lot of different companies that make this stuff. And I have been maybe a dinosaur with this stuff because I just – a lot of times I want to turn off. I don't. Mm-hmm. When I hop on a motorcycle or on a bicycle, I don't want to see this. But then there's other times I want to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When I'm driving, you know, I don't want – I want to listen to my podcast and not be bothered, but then my phone goes dead. Sometimes I know I'm going to get a call, but I want to go riding, and I just need to have my phone someplace where I can see it mm-hmm. so I can answer that call as opposed to being in my pocket, and I'll never know. So with the Ram Ball, it goes on any one of my bikes. On the Tenere, I have, it has, they have these cool trick little mounts for different things. One goes in the, the, the handlebar mount stem bolts on, some clamp on around, you know, round clamps. But it just, it's, it's simple is you just clip it on here and you figure out, you know, it indexes and then, and it locks in and two Baja trips. Mm -hmm. Now two trips and the the phone still works, which is pretty amazing because that's a lot of stuff. And so this piece here, and this is the, this is the coolest part about it is this clips on to the, they basically what the way this phone clips onto this one. This also clips onto, so it's but it's a charger.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow! So I can put this on anything as long as I have a USB plug. So on the tenor, it's real easy. Cigarette lighter one in the truck, it's real easy. You know, just mm-hmm. goes in there, and now my phone's charging the whole time I'm using it. Nice. I've I've dropped this phone a lot. You know, like that. You know, dropped it, bounced it around. Case is solid. I used to I used to use this other certain case because I dropped my phone a lot, mm-hmm. and this one's been just as good, if not better. Um, it charges on just the on my, on my lay down pads that it usually does. It's all it's all good. So, yeah, check them out. SP Connect. I'm going to give you the website right now. I have to look at it. Spconnect.com. Sp hyphen Connect.com. There's a catalog of there, all their all their stuff. I mean, they it'll mount on anything. And it's so there's a little bit of an investment Mm -hmm. to get all the little pieces like this piece and the different mounts. But once you have those, then you just if you're switching phones, you get another case and then you're all good. So um pretty stoked on. I'm gonna probably do a little video and stuff for dirt bike test uh, where I'll have all the information where I get the prices and different things. Nice. But you know, but I'm sold like yeah. I've I've kind of converted from being a Neanderthal to something that actually works and it works well. I never had one fly off and I mean I've smacked into this thing while it's on my handlebars and my bike's tipped over a couple times and it's still holding strong. It's still holding strong. It's all good. There we go. So there we go. So it's a wireless charger. Yeah, it's a it's a wireless charger, but it's a mount it's mostly a mounting system mm-hmm. but the fact that you can add the the charger the charging And like wireless, it kind of goes through – it kind of sends it up through the – however that works. So iPhones have a wireless charging feature. Wireless charging feature. Yeah. 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 So that's what it uses. So I don't have to plug it in anything because I'll tell you what I've noticed is if I put plugs in here on my iPhones, Mm -hmm. on a motorcycle, they don't last very long. The Mm -hmm. plug in the phone and the plug, we we have problems. So all good. So that's what it is. Um, flex bars, 68 millimeter, 99 92 millimeter, and 116 for height, 10, 12, 14, and 25 for the sweep. So wow, 20, they make it 25. So 12 is pretty aggressive for most people. Um 10 is too much for me, but 14 was what I used to run. I've kind of moved to 12. And I think I'm running in the 92 millimeter height. If you're going to get specific, but yeah, thanks, Dave. And Got all the, uh, got all the specs there. So what did it say about product of the week up there? Oh, Mark was asking about product of the week. So. Oh, he he knew we missed it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but I got it before he put that up there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Whew. All right. As I, yeah, I, I want to be better than the. I need to be a better host than the thing. So we're going to do a tech talk taco Tuesday, number 189. Mm hmm. I think next week we might actually go remote. Like remote, do a nice, cool show. I'm. Are you going to be producer and co-host or are we still doing a Zoom? I don't app? know. You got to tell me how to do this stuff because there's way too many wires and buttons for me. There's more than one or two, mm-hmm. then I'm out of it. Well, good thing uh, is we've done a remote show with that laptop before, so setup should be easy. I'm going to do it with this, but I want to run it through the, the, the Mevo camera. Thanks, Mevo. They help us out a lot. But mm-hmm. I want to run it through a Mevo camera. And then run the mic in and then use the, the voice of machine because I want to I wanna run – I think I want to run those two things so I can mm. run the headphones like the one you have on there and yeah. use that speaker so I have – so I'm all legit. And that way, hopefully, you can – if we do a Zoom thing, you can mm. post them in. You can bring them in remotely. Okay. Oh, Matt just lost his shit. <laughs> and with that, everybody, we're going to see you out on the trail and we will see you next week. So cheers.